What up, what up, what up, internet? Who you are, where you be, where you at, what you see. This is Pop Cult Parent, your favorite podcast that talks about pop culture and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Mark M.F. Jones, and I am honored to be joined by... This is Niels R.Y., a.k.a. You may not have my name, but you have my blood. And this is Shannon, a.k.a. You think I wanted this? It just happened. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes Good Shannon. job, Shannon Smith. Congratulations. <laughs> you win, a.k.a. for the year. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> if, if you guys haven't figured it out, we are talking about fathers. It is tournament season, and, you know, we did a little March Madness episode last year. Uh, people liked that, so we wanted to find another way to bring a tournament episode to you guys, and we said, hey, dads, TV dads, let's talk about them. Let's put them against each other. Let's have them duke it out. So we're going to have a bracket lined up with the best TV dads of all time. Nels has a little bit of stats for us. He has uh, the rules of how we're going to do this. And then we're going to get right into it. Take it away, Nels. All right. So this is our first and probably only TV dad March Madness bracket tournament. And a couple of things jumping in. So we're we're first, before we jump in, we're going to do honorable mentions for the folks who did not this list for specific reasons. But just to give you all some context on the bracket, it is a 16-team dad bracket. We do have some special play-in dads that will be coming <laughs> into the tournament. We'll call that bracket, the play-in bracket, we'll call it like worst TV dads ever <laughs> in the play-in bracket. <laughs> And as soon as you hear the names, you'll 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 get to know a little bit about them. But before we jump in talking about each of the brackets and each of the TV dads in the bracket, fellas, I think it would be great if we talked a bit about the dads who who will not be playing um, in this bracket. And I would like to start off first and foremost with honestly, if if this dad was in the tournament, I think it would be like a decisive win, um, which is. Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Now we know there are things with The Cosby Show and specifically Bill Cosby, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about the character of Cliff. Yes. Cliff not, Huxtable. Not who, Bill. Cliff. Not Bill. <laughs> Cliff. Cliff. And I got to say this. I was a Lashkey kid. That means I was partially raised by Cliff Huxtable. I very much so consider Cliff Huxtable in some way, shape, or form my dad as well as the dad of all the other Huxtable children. I do think he is one of the greatest dads of all time, period. Even though he is a fictional character, I still think he is one of the greatest dads of all time. Um, he will not be playing in this tournament. Mark has said in something in, in relation to his jersey is hanging from the rafters. And so we just wanted to give him a shout out before we jumped in. His jersey is retired. You know, he's he's compensating. He he has nothing to prove. Some other dads that we that will not be featured that we want to give a special shout out to. There is Jason Seaver from The Growing Pains. That is played by Alan Thick. Alan Thick. The man, the myth, the legend. Alan Thick also He is a legend. He is, he also, is a legend. He, yeah. he Alan Thick is the man. He's the man. He is. That's, <laughs> yo, that's why I rocked with Growing Pains in the Seavers. That's why I was not watching Family Ties. Anyway, neither here nor there. Phil Dumphy from Modern Family. I didn't really watch Modern Family like that, but for those of folks who did, Phil was loved and, you know, he was out here. Everybody loved him. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Peter <laughs> Griffin from Family Guy. 
Um, maybe not a good dad, but a historical dad that the worst shout out. He might be, besides some people on our list, the worst dad that ever existed. Oh, he was he's bad. just not a good person. <laughs> yeah, he's just not a good person at all. I got one more person on my list, uh, which is the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> he, like yeah, he might be a close number two to Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> Even though he's not necessarily a safe dad, he is very much so a dad to one of the most powerful Jedi's ever. Anyways, that's that's my honorable mention list. All right, I got a, I got, I got a couple I want to uh, add to honorable mentions. My man Randy Marsh from South Park. Mm. Yes, Randy. Probably, probably should have made the tournament, but it's okay. Probably should have. In retrospect, yeah, <laughs> in retrospect, he should have. But hey, it's a tight list, right? It's a tight list. Frank Costanza from Seinfeld. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> <laughs> well, what was oh, the man. holiday they celebrated? Festivus. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> The Festivus Lamp. Turn it out. That was a good one. That's God, Frank, he's a good guy. I'm gonna say Tony Soprano. Maybe not a great dad, but a very well uh, known TV dad. And, and, depends and, who you know, you're asking. Depends on who you're asking. And, and, and pop culture. I'm just gonna say this. Nails has, has. We went back and forth. Nails said that this person isn't a dad. I beg to differ. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is a father. He's a father to the Autobots. Anybody he's command over, he has been a stepfather to every latchkey kid since 1986, and I don't hear nothing else about it. Optimus Prime is a father. I, I'm just gonna say this really quickly. I mm-hmm. only think there's about two Autobots who can claim Optimus as their father. Maybe three. One will be Bumblebee. Two will be Ro- Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Oh, hot. hot Rod. I'm sorry, is I'm sorry pro- Optimus. I'm sorry. Harrod is probably like one of the few people that can actually claim him as a dad. But like I say all that to say, like Optimus is not a dad to everybody. He is he just is a, a great leader. He, he is, is just a great leader. He's a father. He's a father hear, figure. He is a great leader. I will hear nothing else about it. He's not a dad. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I'll throw mine in. So my honorable mention, great dad, oft forgotten Fred Sanford. Uh, I would throw oh, Fred yeah. Sanford in there. Uh, I mean, you know, such a great father that his that his older son did not ever want to leave the house um, because mm. he was <laughs> at that point he was like fifty something, still living at home. I think uh, he loved his wife, yeah, so much yeah, so every yeah. time he felt pain in his chest, <laughs> he got excited <laughs> for the thought of reuniting with reuniting her. Yes. with yeah. Elizabeth. It's the big one. It's the big. One. Here I come, baby. Woo. Yeah. You gotta be an L O V E love. Then every time you think you're dying, you're like this is it, I get to see my. <laughs> I can't wait, <laughs> can't wait to see you. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, no. So Fred, Fred Sanford, great one. Um, and obviously love the show. Funny father, and you know he always had those moments where I mean he talked like he talked so much smack and everything, but then he still have those. Those tender moments, you know, what was considered tender moments for what, like the seventies, like those you tender. Dummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's still like, okay, he, he loves his son. <laughs> How could we not? Randall from This Is Us, just great, yeah. <laughs> great, yeah, great father. Uh, to I mean, well, he had he had two girls biologically, uh, one adopted daughter, and then I mean, essentially 
the boyfriend of the adopted daughter. I mean, that was basically like a son to him as well. He was always mm. dropping knowledge and great father figure, role model, all of that. Shout out to so, Sterling K. Brown. Yes, yes, yes definitely. Yes. I did not stray far away. You know, they say the apple does not fall far from the tree. So my other honorable mention is Jack Pearson. Jack Pearson is the father, uh, the, the adopted father of Randall from This Is Us. Jack Pearson is, he's the epitome of father and like, Anytime anybody is just considered a good man or a good father in that show, they're like, how does he stack up to Jack? Like that's uh, true. Yeah. That's but, yeah, true. Those, those are my honorable. He did adopt a black a black child. Very white family. It kind of worked out for him. Like, oh, you have tri- oh, you don't have triplets anymore. But yeah. there's this one black baby available. <laughs> Then, and Who then he turns, turns out to be Sterling a K. Brown. Yo, <laughs> good job, good job, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> we don't give that man enough credit. In those flashbacks, <laughs> that kid was not becoming Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who that kid was going to grow up to be, but it was not Sterling K. Brown. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh man. Hey, fellas, can I mention one person who uh, I was going to p- say we should put on the list? And I was like, man, this person is not a father. But if they were. They would have won. I feel like they would have won this list. Rock, Rock, from the Rock show, wasn't Rock. a dad. He is not. I don't know. Oh, they don't have real? any children. I think they they take in. I think in a later season, they take in like a foster child for a little bit, maybe. But like, they didn't have any kids. It was it was him, his wife, and his brother, and his dad that lived in that house. Oh, hey, yeah. Mark, I, I gotta say this. I put my money on Rock. I put my yeah. money on Rock. Rock, Rock I, dad I'd be curious <laughs> to see how he stacked up against <laughs> these folks in the tournament. Mm-hmm. It, it, hey, I I put a good ten dollars on it just to Rock see what is happens. a heavy hitter, dog. Rock mm-hmm. just to see what happens. <laughs> All right, so again, folks, this is a six sixteen dad racket. We're gonna start off with the East region. First, there is a playing tournament with uh, Batman Goku. The winner of that will play Bandit. And we're, we're going to go over like who all these people are. I'm just quickly naming this bracket for you. And then there's Bob from Bob's Burger who will be playing Homer Simpson. So to give you a little bit of insight on all of these folks, the number one seed in this bracket is Bandit. Bandit is the dad from a 2018 cartoon show called Bluey. Bluey is a blue healer dog, and so is the rest of the healer families. And Bandit is the father of Bluey and her little sister, Bingo. Gentlemen, any insight on Bandit and Bandit being the number one overall seed in this tournament? My oldest son, Luke, has started watching Bluey over the last maybe month or so. Today was the first time that I really sat down and watched like five six straight episodes with him so so this is like i finally really got to see bandit in action bandit has all the tools he's got the patience he's got the the determination that i believe in you he is a strong number one seed i i, I finally got to see bandit in action at its simplest and it was poetry in motion so yeah 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 <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off of what shannon said bandit is you know he he this this is his tournament to lose Bannon just has a strong performance. He's, you know, patient. Maybe the most patient dad on this this whole tournament. Just very creative. The imagination. Strive, you know, people strive to be like Bandit. I took my girls to soccer practice one day, 
and a guy had a bandit shirt on and I was like, Bluey? He's like, you know it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Bluey this is man a... <laughs> has people wearing his apparel like he is a Hall of Fame basketball player. He... That's hilarious. Not, not, it is because not only is he, a... let's be real, there's a lot of good dads on this list, right? Not even just in this bracket, but on this list. But Bandit is a good dad in a great television show. Nels, you and I talked about Bluey for a while. My youngest got into Bluey like for a long, a long time. And so now I'm into Bluey. My wife's into Bluey. And we've talked about this. Bluey, only competition of the greatest kids show of all time right now on TV might be Craig of the Creek. That's it. And it probably beats Craig of the Creek. I'm not even gonna lie. It probably does. Like it might go down as the best like kids show that was ever created. Uh, we're not here to talk about that right now, but I, I mean, I think Bandit's going to come in this tournament strong, and I think he's going to have maybe an easy ride to the finals. Hey, strong, strong regular season for Bandit, clearly. All right, so the number two seed in this bracket is Bob Belcher from Bob's Burger, a show that started in 2011 on Fox. Um, it is played by the legend himself, H. John Benjamin. I just wanted to give extra credit and love to H. John Benjamin. He is a, a top-tier Hall of Fame voice actor. I remember him from home movies. He's probably he been is. on like every Coach McGurk. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's probably been on like every <laughs> adult swim <laughs> cartoon in some way, shape, or form. He plays Archer so, in the Archer show. Uh, he does show. play Archer, yes. Anyways, Bob is the father of Tina, Gene, and Luis. So, gentlemen. What do you all think about our number two seed, Bob, from Bob's Burger? By the way, Bob's Burger had a movie um, not it that did. long ago. It so It did. Yeah. Um, Shannon, I'll jump in. I, I think the Bob is a great dad. I think there's dads that we strive to be like. I think Bob is the best dad that people can be sometimes. He, he is a man that has been ridiculed, beaten down. He has a, a, a failing startup business <laughs> but he doesn't let it get him down he is super support i don't know if you guys watch bob burgers i watch bob's burgers he is super supportive he is he now he is a very reluctant dad he is he is not a very motivated dad but he loves his kids and he is super supportive and he loves them like they are weird he he will tell them he's like you're weird his, his catchphrase is like you're all terrible you're all terrible. <laughs> so he he understands like the mess that is his family, but at the end of the day, he's there for them and he loves them. And I think, you know, he might be someone to watch in this tournament. Sadly, on this one, I uh, I gotta play I gotta play the whole West Coast excuse. Uh, you know, I, I guess Bob uh Bob's Burgers is. Uh, you know he's he's in the in the Pac-12 uh, conference here, so, so it's it's West Coast. So I really haven't seen any uh, any of them in action. Uh, when his games come on, you're already asleep. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really haven't seen any of Bob's burgers. <laughs> I think we just got to get credit to Bob, probably one of the newest dads on this list, and came in as a two C. That's gotta that's yeah. gotta stand for something. Okay. And you know, I know animated shows on fox have done well but fox is still fox if you last more than three seasons of fox i'm impressed i, I am <laughs> impressed um and bob has been going on strong for over 10 years so 
Shout out, shout out to Bob. The three seed in this bracket, funny enough, is the king when it comes to Fox animated shows. And that is Homer J. Simpson from The Simpsons, a show that started in 1989 and is still going on, voiced by Dan Castanella. And Homer is the father of Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. Gentlemen, what do you all think about Homer coming into the tournament? Homer is an OG, just as you said. Uh, he's not new to this. He's true to this. He has been father. I think he he has been a father maybe longer than I have been alive. Is that possibly? <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, uh, yeah, yeah, give or take. <laughs> but uh, but no, no, Homer, yeah, Homer is amazing. Happy to see him here. And he's definitely been a favorite of mine uh, growing up watching Uh one of the first very inappropriate fathers, uh, especially in cartoon form that I saw, uh, you know, helps helps make us all the man that we are today. <laughs> yeah, I got to give credit where credit's due. When Homer came on the scene, the Simpsons were a force of nature in pop culture. Like people, you know, when we have things now like South Park, Rick and Morty, people, things like the Simpsons don't look as um, polarizing or, or controversial. Pop culture. It was a thing like the Simpsons were a public enemy number one for like the the standard of living for America, the standard of family. They Ronald Reagan had issues with the Simpsons. He he had thoughts about the Simpsons. I remember being in elementary school and a boy getting suspended for wearing a Bart Simpson T-shirt. Like it, it was a big wow. deal, and the whole thing was, you know, this whole dysfunctional family. This whole, this isn't America. This isn't a good family. And I know I'm talking more about The Simpsons than Homer, but Homer is a big part of that. He is a huge part of the show. It, I don't know if you guys have watched, kept up with The Simpsons, but I want to say from like maybe around the tenth season, it became the Homer show. Like at first, it was kind of like the family show, the Bart show. But somewhere around maybe like season 10, 11, it became the Homer show featuring everyone else. And there's a reason for that. He's a classic TV dad. I think he's played the game a little too long. I think he should have retired a couple years ago. But uh, And I think that affects his performance. But he deserves to be in this, this tournament. And he is going to be uh, – he shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah, I would say Homer – and the Simpsons are like the Dragon Ball Z of adult cartoons, right? And they've been going all along, but they definitely started. And there are some better ones out there, but they would not exist if it wasn't for the greatness of yeah. the Simpsons. And speaking of Dragon Ball Z, let's talk about our play-in uh, TV dads. So in the play-in tournament, the winner of these two dads would go on to play Bandit. Our playing tournament, also known as the worst TV dads ever, feature number one, Goku from Dragon Ball Z. 1989 to 1996 was the original run of Dragon Ball Z, voiced by Maseko Nazawara and <laughs> Sean <laughs> Schmel. <laughs> hey, Goku is oh, the ah! fa- sorry. <laughs> Goku <laughs> is the father of Gohan and Goten. And yeah, Goku, Goku is Goku. So, gentlemen, Goku how do you all feel about Goku, Goku um, coming in in the in the play in tournament? 
I think I would rather have people doubt me more than I would rather have Goku believe in me. And uh, and this is because if you are someone, <laughs> his own son, because he believed in his own son, he almost got him killed. <laughs> because he is a dad. Yeah, if he if he believes in you, uh, you are in trouble. Because uh, and what I'm referencing is, if I'm sure everyone remembers, Teen Gohan. He said, "Hey, my son can beat Cell. I know he can. This person who none of us can beat. So Cell." Here's a here's a sensu bean. Here's the sensu bean. And then Ooh. what everyone else? Goku, what are you doing? It wouldn't it wouldn't be fair, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, God. Yo, Shannon, that is the realest thing ever. <laughs> Please love, don't believe in me, Goku. Yeah. I love yeah. that moment when Cell is just like rocking Gohan. And Piccolo is like, do you know what your son's thinking right now? He's thinking, why is my father going to watch me die? <laughs> He's just like, oh, well, I never thought about that. He could die, I guess. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah. Worst oh, TV dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna come that hard on Goku. I think it's very and Shannon, like I, I think your take on uh, Goku was spot on. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm not gonna come that hard because I think he wanted to be a good dad, but I think who he is just it, it, it's just so embedded in his DNA. We we forget when when Dragon Ball Z first started. What did Goku first do? He brought his son to his friends, not to not to be in a tournament, not to train. Right? He brought his son to see his lifelong friends, and then what happened? His brother, his his alien space brother, kidnapped that song, and was the first thing he does. Boma, give me a dragon radar. Piccolo, you're my enemy, but I need my son. Let's go. I, I I'm like, hey, like that. Th- I gotta give respect where respect's due. Like that that takes a lot. Somewhere after that, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna throw this out here. He does not keep that same energy. He does not <laughs> he keep not it. keep that same energy. From the first arc of Dragon Ball Z, it's, that is it. I mean, it, it it immediately went downhill, but because then he was like, you know, Piccolo, you we've been friends for about five minutes, but I need you to take care of my son for like my mortal <laughs> enemy <laughs> for many episodes. Take care of my son. I, I just see something about fighting Vegeta just put a Goku saw what was out there in life. He he just saw what life had to offer, and he. He became Will Smith's dad, his real dad in Fresh Prince of LA. <laughs> I'm happened. sorry, Gohan. This just happened. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> All right. And and Goku has the pleasure of playing uh Batman, also known as Bruce Wayne, from the animated series Batman that featured uh or that was featured on Fox and WB from 1992 to 1995 um voiced by Kevin Conroy and Batman is the pseudo father to Dick Grayson well actually he is the legal guardian of Dick Grayson and the pseudo father to Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon gentlemen how do you all feel about Batman coming into this tournament somewhat similar to Goku he he doesn't have a huge problem with putting his family in danger, which which you would think uh, that's sort of how you became Batman because your family was in danger and maybe you shouldn't 
but you know, hey, sometimes uh, I don't know if we if we learn our lessons. <laughs> but, That's way but, too yeah. much logic you putting in there, Shannon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my family is put in danger. What do I do? Recruit people to be my family and put them in mortal <laughs> danger <laughs> every night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Justice. Yeah, it, Batman's a tough one because there's you know the psyche of it. It's like what what are you doing here, man? Are you you trying to give these kids a better life? Or are you making an army? And uh, it's hard, man, because I tell you what, if if these kids don't, well, they are crime fighters. But let's say you took the training of Bruce Wayne and you did not become a crime fighter. You could become the next Lex Luthor. You could become the richest, most powerful, strongest person on earth. You know, so it's like you get amazing skills, you get amazing knowledge, but you are turned into a child soldier <laughs> at the same time. So, uh, but he's Batman. So, I mean, it's okay, right? Because he's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have accepted it <laughs> because he's Batman. <laughs> I don't know if it's okay. All right, gentlemen. So let's start the East bracket. Let's jump in. First, we're having Batman versus Goku. Who is the best dad? I'll go. I I give this one to Goku, guys. Just because at the end of the day, Goku might be neglectful, but he's still loving. Like He still loves Gohan and Goten. There was that moment in Super where he found out uh, in a different life that Goten and Chi-Chi got killed, and he lost it. So he still loves his family. It's just fights mean more <laughs> than, than seeing them. So I, I got to give it to Goku. He he's still a loving father at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm I'm like pumping my fist. Yes, I also chose Goku here. Yeah, uh, obviously my love for Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, Goku. Period. The the points that you mentioned there, and just the fact that. Even though it is dangerous, like I don't know if there's anyone else who believes in their children more than Goku, (laughs) even though it might kill you. (laughs) Who else believes in their kids that much? This sucks, but I I, I agree. And but it's not for the same reasons. I actually was like, the real question is, who do they trust to raise their kids because they're not really raising them? And so the question is, who do I like more, Piccolo or Alfred? And while Alfred is a great guy, Piccolo is a black man. So <laughs> Piccolo might be one of the best TV dads ever. So Piccolo, I got to say, Piccolo was the dad who stepped up. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So Piccolo's such... Dang, Piccolo should have been on this list. Piccolo mm. should have been on this list. <laughs> he should have been on this list. Piccolo's such a good dad. He's become a grandfather. He is, grandfather. he is Pan's grandfather now. Like he's that good of a dad. Um, Pan may not even know what Goku looked like, but Pan <laughs> stays with Piccolo on a regular basis. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Goku won unanimous. Let's move on. <laughs> Next, we have Bob from Bob's Burger versus Homer from The Simpsons. Who is the best dad? I I gave it to Bob, uh, Bob Belcher. Uh, I love Homer. I love The Simpsons. Homer is extremely selfish. Now, once he's called out on that selfishness, he he, he tries to make it right. He's extremely selfish. He would be a nightmare to live with. He lit 
I don't know if you guys seen the Simpsons movie, but he let Bart be tied to a pole naked so he wouldn't be in trouble. Like that is not a good father. That's a bad father. I I and he's not Bob would never do anything like that to his kids. I completely forgot all about that. Uh that part. <laughs> so, so so I'm gonna Shane say it's like I, shuffling his papers. Yeah. He's like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but I'll say barring barring that piece of information that was just given to me right now at this moment, I I chose I chose Homer. Uh yeah, I chose Homer. But in all honesty, again, because I really haven't seen Bob's Burgers, uh, but also I figured, hey, Homer's been in the game for for so long. Yeah, he's selfish, um, but I feel like there's been some growth somehow, somewhere, and he lo- he loves his family. That's all I can say. Despite the fact that for probably the first 12 years of The Simpsons, a gimmick was Homer literally abusing his oldest son by he chokes choking him. him. He chokes him. <laughs> chokes him. Why you little and chokes him. Besides that being a 12-year gimmick on The Simpsons until I believe they realized it's probably not okay to do that. If we're going for sheer stats, it's just from the sheer fact that Homer's been on the game for a long time that I have seen more scenes of him where I'm just like, damn, good job, Homer, for me to go with Homer over Bob. I'll just pick one specific scene, and that is when Homer realizes he has to work at the power plant. And he and that sign that says you'll be here forever is just pictures of Maggie. It is still etched in my memory. And at the end of the day, that that goes back to like it still it still hits here for me. So I I have to pick Homer. Homer has his moments. It's, It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. And and also with that, just mention that scene. I forgot what the sentence equated to, but like I said, it said you'll be here forever. But he, with those pictures, he made it basically say like you do it for her or you yeah like, something like that something, yeah something for her. I'm like yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> All right, so Homer is going to move on, and let's see who Homer faces. So our number one C Bandit from Bluey versus Goku from Dragon Ball Z. And <laughs> almost like any other <laughs> question we would ask, <laughs> the answer would be Goku. But the question is, who is the best dad? I don't know why people showed up to this game. This is like the easiest, you know, beat of all time. This, this is th- there's a mercy rule. Bandit takes this. He doesn't even break a sweat. The bench, Chili, and and then Lucky's dad come and play because Bandit only played the first quarter. He's the he's the best. He's he's way better than Goku. He's more uh, engaged than Goku, and Bandit takes this for me. Well, hey, I gotta say they don't call it March Madness for no reason. So <laughs> I chose. No, nah, I'm messing. Yeah, I chose Bandit <laughs> like, easily. <laughs> yes, for all the reasons you said. Yeah, easily Bandit takes this. Uh, yeah, somewhere somewhere mid first quarter, Bandit is like, yeah, let me just go ahead and uh <laughs> rest those knees. <laughs> yeah, rest those knees for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> this is um for those of you all who watched Attack on Titan, the equivalent of this game is like the first two episodes of Attack on Titan. It's the town versus the giant naked zombies. <laughs> Pure sheer chaos. <laughs> That's how good Bandit demolishes Goku in this game. Bandit is moving on. It's and let's it's let's almost keep it like moving. 
It's almost like when Cell was beaten up on, on Gohan. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right. To figure out who is going to the final four, we have Bandit from Bluey versus Homer J. Simpson from The Simpsons. Gentlemen, who's the best dad? I'm going to sound like a broken record. Bandit. Bandit. I know Homer's been in the game for a long time. He deserves your respect. But Bandit is that that up-and-comer. He's not a rookie, but this is maybe, what, his third, fourth year in the league. He is a force to be reckoned with, and he will finish his career as maybe the greatest TV dad of all time. So he beats Homer Simpson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bandit goes forward here. I want to say this game sort of reminds me of the – the Dallas Mavericks or the San Antonio Spurs, like that point in the maybe mid 2000s when they were like, oh, they have been solid, good teams for a long time, but they have no youth. Like they have no, <laughs> like everybody on there is old. That's how this one reminds me. Homer's been here for a long time. And this is where that whole youth piece uh, shows out uh, because yeah, Bandit runs circles around them. Mm. Bandit, congratulations. You're moving on to the final four. Let's move on to the next bracket. Um, this is the Midwest bracket. The number one seed in this bracket. Oh, well, let me just name all the players first. We have Dan Connor from Roseanne, Walter White from Breaking Bad, Carl Winslow from Family Matters, and Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. So a little bit about our TV dads. Dan Connor, number one seed from Roseanne. Roseanne ran from 1988 to 1997 originally. Um, it is an ABC sitcom. Dan Connor is played by John Goodman. He is the father of DJ, Darlene, and Becky Connor. By the way, just so y'all know, when it comes to accolades, John Goodman was nominated damn near every year for an Emmy or Golden Globe for playing Dan Connor and Roseanne. He may be one of the most decorated dads on this list, just to give you all a heads up. What are y'all thoughts on uh, Dan Connor coming in as a one seed in the Midwest bracket? Yeah, uh, Dan's a solid. He's he's kind of a force to be reckoned with. He is a dad in every sense of the word. Uh, Roseanne, the the big draw about that show was a blue collar family who's barely making it, barely hanging on, and and Dan was the man. He. He he was a force to be reckoned with. He didn't play no mess, but he he rolled with the punches with Roseanne. Loves his kids. He had that that uh I'm a I'm gonna fight this guy energy. I'm gonna fight you because I'm the man of the house and and I think uh he might surprise a lot of people in this tournament. Yeah, I wanna say with with Dan Connor, uh, I think also there's a there's a huge piece where he's sort of a crowd favorite or a huge piece where he's uh we're just across America because you know when it comes to say voting and things we always have that oh it's a blue collar family and we got to make sure we do things and reach out to the blue collar families so I definitely think our crowd loves them as well uh but yeah yeah great dad I hate to I hate to like look behind the wall but John Goodman's a great man because he had to work with Roseanne and Barr <laughs> all those years and still gave us the performance of a lifetime in Dan Connor. This man was a blues brother, and yet I still remember, yeah. remember him as Dan Connor. He has made some pivotal roles. He was in The Big Lebowski, but I still remember him as Dan Connor. Dan Connor's a great dad. 
Thank you, John Goodman, for your sacrifice. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Our number two seed is Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Family Matters ran from 1989 to 1997 originally from uh, ABC. It is played by none other than Reginald Vell Johnson. Yes, the same Reginald Vell Johnson who also played a cop in Die Hard. <laughs> but if the cop was named Carl, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't remember his name, but <laughs> he also played a cop in Die Hard. And Carl is the father of Eddie, Laura, and Judy for a little bit. And pseudo dad to Little Richie. 3J, and of course, Steve Urkel. Let's just be real. You you mentioned, you know, from Die Hard. Let's just be real. The whole movie Die Hard, it was a backdoor pilot just so we could see if if Carl Winslow should have his own show. That's that's all. That All the action, all of that. It was for Carl Winslow. It was crowd testing. Yes, <laughs> Carl Winslow gets a show. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, Carl Winslow, amazing dad. Uh, to everyone you mentioned, and also, you know, Steve Urkel as well, essentially, uh, father figure to him, and, um, you know, black man in law enforcement. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Shannon, everything you said is true. Carl Winslow deserves respect. This man, well, his family name is a Wiz Khalifa line. I smirk Urkel like the Winslows. <laughs> you know, so. Knew that was coming. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> He is a staple. I don't know if you guys have watched Family Matters, and I, I think Family Matters is due for uh, a go back for the show. Yes. It is filled with toxic people. Steve Urkel is a toxic predator, and Carl Winslow is a toxic, petty father. Now, he deserves respect. He he has his great moments, classic TV dad moments, but man, Carl is a petty, petty man. I'm conflicted with Carl because he he has great lessons. Like the the lesson where he where Eddie had that that hot stereo in his car and Carl had it taken out and and he's like, oh, I felt scared and I felt upset. And Carl's like, well, that's how that person felt when they they you took it from their car, Eddie. It, great moments, right? When when uh when Rachel's was about to get destroyed by the that game and yeah, Carl yeah. comes in mm -hmm. and saves the day. Carl has great moments, but he also Carl has, has a great, lot of great moments. He has yes. a lot of great moments, but he's really, really petty. <laughs> and if I was Steve, I would not come back to that house. Like he's he's a he's a he's a menace. He I understand, but you're not wanted there, Steve. No one wants you in that house. And hey, Mark, I don't want to interrupt you. But if Steve Urkel kept coming to your house, how would you act? No, no. But here, no, this is what I'm getting at. This is where I'm getting at. This man is harassing your daughter, following her, making robots to like show his like I the like and you're he a changed his DNA for your and daughter. And you're a cop. <laughs> I would have handled Steve Urkel a lot in season one. I would have handled Steve Urkel if I was Carl Winslow. You're not not my daughter, dog. Not my like. You're not harassing my family to stalk my daughter. I'm sorry, but <laughs> so that's where I stand on Carl Winslow. I still think he has great moments, but going back with a with a critical eye, he's not as great as I thought he was. 
<laughs> went in on Carl. <laughs> Mark was waiting for this day. <laughs> I um I will save my theory on Steve, the Winslows, and the Urkel family for whenever we do our Family Matters go back. But I will say Carl Winslow has some fantastic moments. He deserves to be the two seed. Yeah, and Reginald Bell Johnson is an amazing actor. He deserves yes. just do. Yes, he came in. It was gonna be him and Harriet, and it was gonna be a blue collar uh, Cosby <laughs> show. And Steve Urkel and Jaleel White took that away from him, and he had to do that for almost ten years. A Look, show he didn't like. He had to do it for ten work. years. It was a staple of TGIF. My, my and he blue, hated it. My blue collar black family Chicago show. Turned into, I'm gonna jump into this time machine with Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> and we love the show. We love no, Family we love Matters. It. That and and Paul Cole, for the record, just because I'm critical about something does not mean I don't enjoy it. Does not mean I don't. <laughs> it's not dear to my heart. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just being me. That's all. All right, let's move on. So the three seed is Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. This was a 2005 to 2009 UPN show back when UPN existed. Um, This was played by Terry Crews. And Julius was the father of, of course, Chris, Drew, and Tanya. What are y'all thoughts on Julius, a.k.a. Chris's dad from Everybody Hates Chris in the tournament? Julius was what we call a BMW. He was a black man working. Like he, <laughs> I feel like Facts. he was either he was either at work or sleeping so he could then go to work. Uh, just a rest. Uh, and just his other piece, he he instilled or he tried to instill in his kids what you want every father to: financial literacy. Uh, mm. <laughs> which which equated for him to just being cheap. <laughs> like, I will break down if you if you have a glass of milk, I can tell you how much that costs because three ounces of milk is this. <laughs> so yeah, financial literacy. Rich dad, I, poor dad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> just poor <laughs> dad. Well said, Shannon. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make this very quick. I mentioned a woman who babysat me when I lived in Savannah, Georgia, before in the show called Miss Thelma. Miss Thelma was a great, great woman. Miss Thelma had a husband. And her husband, what I remember about him, he, to me, at the time, he was eight feet tall. He had a huge beard. He came in because he worked, he, he worked nights. So he came in in the morning. He had a hard hat. And this man had a, a charcoal black like metal lunch pail that Miss Thelma would always fill fill for him, and and this man, I re- I remember one time I Miss Thelma made me like a sandwich, and she made it with I, I forgot what she it wasn't peanut butter and jelly it was peanut butter or something else and I was like I was like ugh, and I I threw the sandwich away, and and her husband came out and he said hey boy, weren't you eating the sandwich? I said, yeah, yeah, I was eating the sandwich, but I didn't like it. He's like, well, where's the sandwich? And and you know when a kid, when you start to have a conversation, you're like, huh, am I in trouble? I don't think I'm in trouble, but I'm going to keep talking. And so I was like, well, I didn't, I didn't want it. He said, well, where's the sandwich, boy? And, and I pointed to the trash can. He said, you threw that sandwich away? 
in that trash can and 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 fellas i was like i was like this is the first moment in my life i was like oh my god a man who's not my father is about to whoop my ass <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have to fight for my yeah. life. <laughs> and he said, "Come here, boy." And I oh, went God. and I got the the sandwich at the trash can. He said, "I'm not gonna make you eat this, but don't you ever waste food again." And I said, "Yes, sir." And I, put, and I put, well, he didn't. Here's the thing: he didn't make me eat it, but I put the sandwich back on the table and I just left. <laughs> <laughs> He was so mad he didn't know what to do. And <laughs> I can't hit him. Can I hit him? No, we need that money. <laughs> and and I just say that because I feel like Julius was that, but with a lot more compassion. <laughs> Julius didn't waste no money. I fellas, I'm almost 40, and I still think about that moment to this day. I was like, wow, this man is not my father. He's about to whoop my ass. <laughs> Julius didn't waste a dime. But he did it for his family. He did it because he loved them. And he knew how hard it was out there. He knew it how hard it was for a black man to make it and how good his kids had it. And he didn't want to lose that. And that's why he was so cheap. And and I honor him for it. He's a great dad for it. He 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 probably could have took it easy just a little bit, but hey, it wouldn't be as funny. Well, let's see how this goes. We have Julius versus Carl Winslow. Gentlemen, who's the best dad? Uh, I go Carl. Uh, I take Carl Winslow on this one. Again, you know, all the things we mentioned. He's got he's got the petty. Uh, he's got the, the, the blue-collar job, law enforcement. Uh, and, and, I mean, I think I can't really reiterate that enough because I think something that really stands out is because of working in law enforcement, he was able to go up to a cop who profiled his son and was like, you know, basically told him about himself. He had a badge. He could do that. That would not have worked for any other black father <laughs> without a badge. So got to give him that. You know what, Shannon, uh, this might surprise you, but I, I took Carl. Mm. I took Carl. And the reason why I took Carl, because like you said, those moments, those moments like where you went to the cop, he said, I don't know how that badge stays on you when it's attached to scum. You know, mm-hmm. big, big diss for the early 90s. Right now, I'm like, I'm like, get the hell out of my face. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, but but Carl was always there and he didn't. I, I feel like Julius could get blinded by saving and 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 miss the lessons in life. And for as petty and 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 you know ridiculous as Carl was, he was always there for the major lessons in life. And so that's why I, I gave him this. I have my issues with him, but I respect his game. I, I Like, so Carl's moving on. I'm just letting y'all know, I had no idea who to pick on this one. Mostly because <laughs> while Julius is very cheap, and I don't actually consciously remember any of the great dad moments he actually had for Chris, what I do know is all his kids were in the show the entire run of Everybody Hates Chris. That is, I cannot say that Carl Winslow did the same thing. Oh, yes. Judy <laughs> went upstairs one time and she never, never came, came back. back down. She never came back. And no oh, one yeah. talked about it. And Carl just so happens to work in law enforcement. All I'm saying is that never <laughs> happened in Everybody Hates Chris. 
<laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. Anyways, Carl is moving on. Let's find out who he plays. So we have Dan Connor. Oh, I I forgot our fourth seed. I forgot oh, to yeah, mention yeah. our fourth seed. Excuse me. So let's talk about who Dan Connor is going to play. And that is none other than Mr. Walter White himself from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad ran from 2008 to 2013 on AMC. It was played by Mr. Brian Cranston. And Walter White is the father of Walter Jr. Gentlemen, how do y'all feel about Walter White in this tournament? Many times in our life, we may have to make pivots. uh, Pivots in our careers and the way we think. Uh, And so he really showed how you can make a career pivot into a lucrative business. He was a what he was a teacher uh and then went into uh as we would call it uh street level pharmaceuticals. Uh very <laughs> very very lucrative. And you know you you all you always want to know how how you can be flexible. Uh, you know and so yeah that's Walter White <laughs> pivot. You know Walter he is the one who knocks he got into <laughs> the meth game with good intentions. He was at a point where he could have set his family up for extreme success. It would have been from blood money. It would have been from drug money. But he could have set his family up to be living very, very well. But that ego got in the way. Like Mike said, your ego, Walter. Your your stupid ego ruined it for everybody. And it's true. Walter White's ego trumps any good father moments he could have had he 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 ruined multiple people's lives just because of his ego and uh i don't know i don't i don't i don't know how you guys are going to place him but i think he's going to be going home pretty soon he's a really good chemist (laughs) like that's (laughs) about his only redeeming quality (laughs) the show is called breaking bad for a reason (laughs) he like Everyone's life got ruined, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm trying to sit here and think, whose life did it get ruined? Everyone's life got ruined. And I didn't even finish the show, but I can confidently tell you everybody's <laughs> life got ruined. In all the episodes I saw, nobody's life got better because of Walter, right? Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> so we have Dan Connor from Roseanne versus Walter White from Breaking Bad. Who's the best dad? Dan's a man. That's all I got to say. Yep, yep. Dan. All right. Yeah. Dan goes for it. Yep. So now we have the battle of the ABC dads. I promise you, I did plan it to be just like this. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dan Connor from Roseanne versus Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Dan is a dad. You 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 heard the you heard the saying it's what is it? Uh hard times make good men. Good men make easy times. Easy times make like weak men. Weak men make hard times. I feel like Dan is the type of man that will like teach you through the hard times and still make you a good man. Still make you a good person. Carl, however, though, I think Carl is, he wants his children to succeed. And, And through all his pettiness, in everything, he will make sure that his kicks succeed and he'll make sure that they're happy while they're doing it. He wants them to be happy. At the end of the day, he he might fight with them. He wants them to be happy. But 
I, I think I want to give this to Dan. I just think when times get rough, a dad like Dan is the kind of dad you really want in your corner. And this is a very hard decision. No, tough one, tough one. Uh, I went Carl on this one. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say, again, Carl Ben, great dad, this and that. I look at two, just how he sort of rolled with the punches as well. And just like how things change, like all of everybody, everybody hated Steve Urkel. And then all of a sudden, you know, things change. Okay, I'm becoming, I'm becoming close with Steve. I'm understanding his situation. Oh, now later on, I mean, at the very end, turns out my daughter is like in love with Steve or Steve variant. Uh, it's sort of both <laughs> happen. <happened. Steve laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and then it was like, oh, well, that's life now. And then you know, even like, oh, look, I have one last child. Oh, that's life now. Like, we, we, <laughs> but no, no, I, I went Carl Winslow. So. I'm so petty, but I'm picking Carl. And let me tell y'all why I'm petty. It's because Dan Connor is the father of DJ. And DJ is one of the most punkiest <laughs> little boys I have ever seen in any TV show ever. He is he is terrible. He is a punk. He and is. Eddie Winslow is not a punk. I Eddie Winslow, give him for what he is. He is no Theo, but Eddie Winslow is not a punk. You know what I'm saying? DJ very much so is a punk. And I have a lot of problems with Carl. But I put him over Dan because of DJ. <laughs> DJ is such a punk. DJ is a punk. He is a punk. It's like the thing where instead of being punished for the sins of your father, it's like the father's being punished for, <laughs> for the, the sins of the, the son. <laughs> yeah, for the sins of the son. Yes. It, it's hard to imagine a man like Dan produces a son like DJ. <laughs> that may not be his. That may not be his. I don't yeah. see it. I don't see it, man. Um, so yeah, Carl, <laughs> congrats, Carl. You are making congrats, it Carl. to the final four. Now we are moving on to the West Bracket. The players in the West Bracket include Philip Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Al Bundy, and Rick Sanchez, who will be in the playing tournaments. Al Bundy is from Married with Children. Rick Sanchez is from uh Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Dan Tanner. Full House and Red Foreman, 70 show. So our number one seed is Philip Banks. Philip Banks is from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like I shared. 1990 to 1996. Only six years, y'all. Definitely felt longer. Mm -hmm. um, it's an NBC sitcom played by the late, great James Avery. And Judge Philip Banks was the father of Carlton, Hillary, Ashley, Nikki, and the pseudo parent of, of course, Will. How y'all feel about Philip Banks in the number one seed for the West bracket? In this bracket, I mean, Philip Banks ha has it all. He's got the tools. I mean, he is a successful judge, a, a successful black judge. Didn't see that much in uh early 90s. Um <laughs> on TV at least. <laughs> Any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Su successful black judge. Uh, you know, family has has brought about generational wealth to his family while still showing you those surprises of like, look, I can still get down. I can play pool. I'm this and that. I'm teaching the life lessons. Uh, yeah, just great father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. 
Mm-hmm. You're the only father I ever knew. I mean, not not me. Those are the words of J. Cole. But uh, <laughs> no, man, Uncle Phil is a force to be reckoned with. He is uh, uncle to the main character of the show that he's in. And we are putting him in the tournament as one of the best dads of all time. Uh, James Avery was a force. This man will be missed. And he was Shredder. Come and on. And he was Shredder. And he was Shredder. And he was Shredder. He was running Sheesh. the Foot Clan and trying to get Will to college at the same time. Come on. But um, yeah, Uncle Phil was just the best, dude. Uncle Phil, because he he didn't put up with Will's stuff, but he 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 would do anything for that guy. He would do anything for Will. He wanted him to succeed. And and Uncle Phil was funny. Like, like not to go back to Carl, I don't remember really laughing at Carl a lot. I remember laughing at things that happened to Carl, but Uncle Phil was funny. So not only was he a great dad, he was a funny character. And, you know, he deserves to be positioned where he's at, and he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, uh, real quick, I'm just going to sing Uncle Phil's praises. He made everybody better. He mm-hmm. made everybody funnier. Like he, yep. like a scene with Phil by himself was great, but any of those other characters with Uncle Phil, that that character, that was their best scene. Yeah. Like any character on the Fresh Prince, when they're with Phil and it's just them two, that's their best scene. And you know, not, I know that just speaks on the greatness of James Avery, but that also speaks on the greatness of a character like Uncle Phil. So, yeah, he's he's clearly deserving to be a number one seed. Let's talk about some of the others on this bracket, these poor souls who have to go against Uncle Phil. So the two seed, <laughs> we have Danny Tanner from Full House. Full House was an ABC sitcom that went from 1987 to 1995. Played by, of course, the late, great Bob Saget. And Danny was the father to DJ, Stephanie, and Michelle Tanner. How y'all feel about Danny Tanner coming into the tournament? He was uh he was very he was very welcoming because I mean as the story goes uh with Full House, I mean it really like realistically he was like, all y'all can come live in my house. Uh you know, and he just just made it work. And also I just want to say there's a little duality there um just between him and Bob Saget in real life, like Bob Saget's comedy and and everything. And I'm just like I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you want that because I think that's many, to an extent, that's many of us. It's like, look, I ain't always been this serious dad. Like, look, you know, I this is this is some stuff I do on the side when I'm not being a dad. This is some stuff I do. So you know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, fellas, I would watch Full House for the theme song, and then I would immediately turn the channel. <laughs> like I <laughs> had no interest in what that family was up to what they did i mean i saw a couple moments with with danny being a good father he seems kind of like a pushover it, it it seemed like he he was he he comes off as a good dad but it seems like he's extremely lucky those girls uncles live with him otherwise that house would be chaos <laughs> i feel like that house would be chaos it would be madness because he would be like, oh, I'm your dad and I'm going to make you pancakes, Michelle. And, and and if Uncle Jesse and who's the other uncle? The other one. Uh, the other one. <laughs> yeah. The other one, right? If they weren't there, 
Those girls would grow up and it, it would Joey? be some trouble. It would be a lot of cigarettes, a lot of black makeup. <laughs> like it would be a rough time. So I, I I think he's a loving father, a great father. I don't know. We'll have to see how he does in this tournament. Yeah, I think this just shows you the greatness of your team because he's a two seed here and did a great job in the regular season because of Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Uncle Jesse carried that team. Um, he's a great Scotty Pippen because he got Danny to the two seed. But yeah, I yeah, I Uncle Jesse is the star. Anyways, let's keep it moving. Danny Tanner will be playing Red Foreman. Uh, Red Foreman is from the 70s show. 1998 to 2006 Fox sitcom played by Kirkwood Smith, the same guy who killed Alex Murphy in Robocop. Yes, Robocop. Yes. <laughs> the same guy who led that malicious evil gang to slaughter Alex Murphy in broad daylight. That's Blue who plays Alex one of the hair. best TV dads yes. in history. That same man, that same evil man. I'm sorry, I digress. No, <laughs> Let me again. catch my breath. Again, that's that's what it shows you when people are like, hey, I haven't always been a parent. Like, you know, I, I had a life before being a parent. <laughs> his, his life was apparently killing RoboCop before he was a dad and settled down. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, let's move on. So Red Foreman is the father of Eric and Lori. And yeah, uh, how do y'all feel about Red entering the tournament? Dude, I, I love Red. I love Red. Uh he is not the most sensitive dad, but he does love Eric and Lori. Uh, he, he, but he brings the fear. He rules. Like, what you guys seen a Bronx tale? But he's like, is it better to be loved or feared? Red rules with fear, but he does it through love. <laughs> His signature: I'm gonna kick, put my foot in your ass, <laughs> you dumbass. It's all because of love. I love Red Foreman. One of the best TV dads of all time. Yeah, no, I, I love that. <laughs> Again, I just, I agree with you there, Mark. I, yeah, love that he's here. And yeah, definitely was not the most sensitive. <laughs> so I love that. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes you can, we can sort of sort, uh, or uh, what well, Eric can sort of sort through that in therapy. Like, did it work? Was it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> find out Find out this and more on the 90s show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just got to say, y'all, if y'all ever wanted to know the kind of dad I wanted to be, I aspire to be Red Foreman. Like, if you, in case you want to know, the, like, when I wake up and look at my children, who am I trying to embody? I am trying to embody Red Foreman. He is the closest thing to an African dad there is on this list. <laughs> the closest. He is the father I want to be. I love Red Foreman. Anyways, let's move on. So our playing tournament features two interesting dads. Uh, one is Al Bundy from Married with Children, the 1987 to 1997 Fox sitcom played by Ed O'Neill. Uh, father of Kelly and Bud Bundy. Um, and of course, I feel ob like obligatory to say this. He once scored four touchdowns in a single game. <laughs> that is Al Bundy. How do y'all feel about Al Bundy coming in? It's great that he's there. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I don't know many positives that he brings, but but you know we need uh, we 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 need that wild card. We need something exciting. Uh, he definitely brings the excitement. And uh, 
Yeah, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> uh, Al Bundy is a warning. Al Bundy is the type of father you will become when you don't put your marriage first. When you don't <laughs> go to therapy. When you don't... <laughs> strive to be more than you were i used to only watch married and children for the theme song and to see kelly i could <laughs> care less <laughs> i could care less about anyone else in that family i i thought al had some funny moments but he is a bitter man i don't know that he even likes his wife <laughs> but uh his but to give him credit, it was a long side, you know, the time with the Simpsons that wasn't shown on TV. It was, you didn't get a dad who might have hated his family, hated his life, uh, and it was just salty and thought his family was the worst. And so I give Al Bundy credit opening that door to to more a more not critical, but a different eye on what a dad could be on TV. I give him that credit. Yeah, I just gotta say, you know. If someone tells you they work at Foot Locker, you kind of look at them with some type of like, oh, okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's cool. But if you said they were a shoe salesman, it would be an insult. And I think that's because Al Bundy has signified you are a loser if you are a shoe salesman. <laughs> when I think of folks who work at Foot Locker, I do not think loser. But Al Bundy has made it so if you tell someone you are a shoe salesman, they think of you and they do not want to be you. That is why he is one of the worst TV dads on the planet. And he's going against Rick Sanchez <laughs> from Ooh. Rick and Morty, the 2013 <laughs> Cartoon Network. <laughs> Thank you for the obligatory <laughs> burp. <laughs> Cartoon Network sitcom played most recently by Justin Roiland. And uh, Rick is the father of Beth and Space Beth. How do y'all feel about Rick coming into the uh, to the tournament? Sadly, I got I got to do a similar thing. Uh, apparently, for me, uh, Rick plays in the Mountain West Conference, uh, so I, I I haven't seen uh, really haven't seen much of uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, all I I just know he's a mess. That's from what I hear, but I, I haven't actually seen any. Uh, footage or anything like that yeah. well do not worry shannon we got you <laughs> we got you shannon sit down buddy we got Pour you. yourself a drink we got you covered yeah uh rick is that classic if you think he's cool and you want to be like him you don't get it there's a lot of characters in pop culture history where people are like yeah they're the best it's like nah if you think he's cool then you don't get it you're you're not paying attention uh, I think Rick has the potential uh, to be a great dad. I think he wants to be a great dad, but he has issues that he's not willing to work on to become a great dad. He's getting there, right? I, I think no, he's he's getting there slowly. slowly. But man, the things this guy has done, the the toxic things that he has done to his grandson, his wife, and 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 not because maybe he doesn't understand what he's doing. He knows exactly. He's the smartest man in the universe. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a selfish person. But damn it, is he not one of the funniest people on TV? <laughs> if, if, if the question was, who is the funniest dad? <laughs> 
we'd have some problems here. But the question is, is he the best dad? And I'll tell you right now, he might be the worst dad. He he <laughs> he he might be the worst, the worst dad. The things he does to Morty, just Morty, just Morty, let alone the mental anguish and trauma that he has caused every single person who is featured in this show. It's actually impressive. The yeah. the ways that he leaves la- his own daughter doesn't know if she's a clone or not. That's terrible. That is horrible. Yeah. So no, I you know, I he's he's a bad man. I feel like if you took Rick his abilities and you gave him like bandits like just pure dadness, you would have the greatest dad in all of existence. <laughs> right? You're the describing Rick has the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. Yes. Yes, I didn't want to say it, but yes, that is just God. The Bible. <laughs> that is God. The the love of bandit healer with the abilities of Rick Sanchez, God. God. That is a religion, Mark Jones. <laughs> we, we are not even talking dad anymore. We're talking the dad. <laughs> the father. And that just shows the the potential that Rick has, but he's just such a toxic, dare I say, evil person? No, let me take that back. I don't want to say Rick's evil. He's not a good person. He's just I don't a think he's a bad guy. He's just a not a good guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick versus Al. <laughs> Who is the best dad? By a slam margin. Oh. Uh, because, yeah, neither. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Nobody wanted to watch this game. This was, ooh, but uh, yeah. a slam margin. Uh, Al, for me, I put Al Bundy. Al Bundy, Bundy beats Rick. I give it to Rick only because I didn't finish Remarried with Children, but it, it seems like Rick is trying in this last season. He's trying. I don't ever remember Al trying. So he might have but I, I got to give credit where credit's due. He he's making an an effort to be a better person. So I got to give it to Rick. I'm gonna give it to Al, and I'm giving it to Al not to poo poo on Rick, but because I do remember Al's moments. They were far and few between, but it was anytime his kids were in actual danger when someone was like when like a degenerate dude was actually like going against Kelly, he step up. And like kick him out of the house. Or if someone was like going to kill Bud, he would like step in and be like, hey, like, no, like, let me check you. I scored four touchdowns in a single game. <laughs> like, chill out. So, like, he would do that on a regular, and I that gives the slim margin over <laughs> the fact that while Rick is trying, his attempts are just slowly torturing everyone around him it's <laughs> slowly torturing in horrendous ways everyone around him so fellas, here, here's the one reason why i give rick you know al one but this is rick made a robot to satisfy his family's needs just so he wouldn't have to talk to him and i'm like it's like that's effort like you know you're not a good person so you make a robot to act like you're a good person for your family there's a little bit of effort in there and the it, show it, doesn't tell you, but you know something's going on for three episodes. And then you find out that he's a robot. Anyways, okay. we're This is not a Rick and Morty episode. Let's move on. <laughs> Danny Tanner from Full House versus Red Foreman. Who's the best dad? Red. Uh, I put uh, I put Danny. I'm going to be honest here. I, 
I don't really know why. I, I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I think I think maybe it's because it was uh again, uh, you know, this tournament has so many great uh just so many great ones that I want to say it's it's hard to advance as a singular person. Like you got to have a supporting cast, supporting team. Yeah, I I have have him because he has such a, a strong team, though he's not a, the strongest player. <laughs> I, I I picked red because red not only did red raise Eric, he raised all of his son's stupid friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Reluctantly, he still he was like. Why are the red came home? He's like, why are all these kids in my house? Like, but he still made sure they came out to be good people. So I gotta give it to Red. Yeah, like let let's be honest. That group of kids, the worst things they did was get high in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. not that's not that bad. And you're how and you knew they were getting high on a regular in your basement, and knowing who you were. That would be a low enough reason for you to like choke the mess out of your son, but you did it. You did it, Red. <laughs> because you knew you wanted to work on your patience. And I love you for it, Red. And that's why you're moving on. <laughs> it's gonna be hard for me to not let it ride with Red. But <laughs> anyways, next is Uncle Phil versus Al Bundy. I mean, fellas, I mean, do can, can, it's Uncle Phil, right? Do we I already, have to really I already wrote him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the actual battle here in this in the um in the West bracket. Uncle Phil, Fresh Prince of Bel Air versus Red Foreman from the '70s show. Who's the best dad? I don't even know how there can be a thing. Uh, Uncle Phil, <laughs> Uncle Phil. Yeah. Philip Banks goes. Uh, I mean, again. Red, red really put forth an effort, but uh, you know, he still get, gets beat by 38 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh red is a great guy. Red, red is red is Tian. Solid fighter, strong fighter, but he's fighting the Super Saiyan <laughs> in this battle. And he's there's just there's no place for him. Maybe if this was the tournament of power, we'd find a spot for you, Red, but you're not gonna beat. You're not gonna beat uh, Uncle Phil, but I had a pleasure watching you try. Yeah, I. I it's funny enough I, that you said that because I was gonna say this is like the 2008 Virginia State basketball champions in red going against the 96 Bulls <laughs> in basketball. Like, I love you, Red, but you're going against the GOAT. <laughs> like, come yeah. on, bro. There's not a chance. There's not like, a chance. It's, it's like Red's that boat in perfect storm at the end, and Uncle Phil's that wave. It's like, oh, are they going to make it? Oh, no, they didn't make it. are not going to make it. <laughs> but she... But you watch. You're like, maybe. You watch. No. You thought they were going to make it, but they're not going to make it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's move on to the last bracket, which would technically be the South bracket. But because of our number one seed, I'm calling it the North bracket. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have Ned Stark, Rick Grimes, Splinter, and Dre Johnson in the North bracket. Our number one seed is Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones went on on HBO from 2011 to 2019. Uh, Ned Stark was played by Sean Bean. And he is the father of Rob, Sansa, Arya, Bronn, Rickon, and the pseudo-parents to Jon Snow and Theon Greyjoy based off of the premise of the TV show. How do y'all feel about Ned Stark coming into the tournament? I love Ned Stark. He is, I think he's the best dad in Game of Thrones. Can we say by far? No, if as a butt's the best dad on Game of Thrones? I think he is the best dad uh, in Game By of far. Thrones. When he left the show, <laughs> as I'll call it, I was I was I was like, well, wh- what's gonna happen? Where's the rest of the show? You killed the best character. What what are you My gonna do now? <laughs> My favorite character. My favorite character. Uh and 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 he, Ned was such a good dad that even to the end of that show, people were still talking about him. People were still mentioning him. He had a presence. The Starks were the Starks because of Ned. And, uh, you know, he he is he's well-suited for a number one seed. Big surprise. I hadn't really watched <laughs> Game of Thrones. So, yeah. Oh, Shannon! Again. Shannon! <laughs> if, if anything... Uh, I started watching House of the Dragon like a few weeks ago. So so even then, uh, so I don't know much of anything about No, yeah, no, stop. Shannon. Stop, <laughs> stop watching House of the Dragon and go watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> what I gotta say about Ned Stark, he's the he's the most honorable man in Westeros, and Westeros is a world that is in Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones is one of the greatest TV shows ever. I always, I still am petty about the last season, but it is still one of the greatest TV shows ever. That deserves a number one seed. And you yeah. know what? Just look at the accomplishments all of his children did. Like, well, not maybe not all, because you know. No, all you can talk about. Well, yeah, okay. Rickon, <laughs> what, 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 yeah, Rickon. Okay. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Hey, well, let's Zing, move on before <laughs> when you should have zagged, buddy. <laughs> yeah, come on, brother. For the two seed in this bracket, we have Master Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety six, voiced by Peter Renate or, or Renate. Anyways, Peter. Uh, <laughs> Splinter is the father to Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Fellas, how do y'all feel about Splinter coming into the tournament? Well, the the way I feel about Splinter, uh, <laughs> Splinter, um, in every incarnation of the turtles, Splinter is fantastic. I haven't seen one. Maybe in Rise, but even even in Rise, he he turns out to be like a really really great father. This, if you take any carnation, if he was the Splinter that turned into like the started as a rat and trained the turtles, or the the man who turned into a rat, the fact that you turned into a mutant rat and you took it upon yourselves to teach mutant turtles ninjutsu. You are a treasure. <laughs> great man, yo. You are a great man. You are in the sewers of New... It's not like they were mutant rats in the beaches of Hawaii or, or like in Palm Beach. They were mutants in the sewers of New York City. 
Central. And and he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to be ninjas. What a great man. <laughs> great, great man. Might be the best man <laughs> on this bracket. Just pure great man. Sorry, Shed. I just needed to yeah. add that part. <laughs> no, no, that that is all true. Uh no, love him. Like you said, yeah, teaching them, teaching them to fight. Uh, he also has that thing. Just I feel like just like our dads, like when you're growing up, it's like okay, I, you got you got a little bigger. It's like you know, I, I think I can take you now, Dad. They still could never take him. Like yeah, you, nope. like, <laughs> no, he still, no, he still no. had that old that old man that old man strength. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and 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 Spunner would welcome. It's not like don't ever try me. Oh, would you like to? My son, would you like to try me? Yeah, oh, come into the dojo, and then, and then he would. He would, and then he would teach him a lesson. Now, what what did we learn today, Leonardo? <laughs> Aside I'm from you so cannot sorry. beat me. What? I need to. I need to be aware of my surroundings, Master Splinter. Very good, my son. Now, now go train some more. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's the difference between Splinter and Batman. <laughs> Uh, like Splinter trained giant mutant turtles ninjutsu. He trained them to learn ninjutsu and to fight by far one of the greatest villains of all time in Oroku Saki. But that's for another day. Like he trained them to to do that, but like he was still a dad. In yeah. every iteration of Splinter, he's always a dad. You always sense that he's their father and he raised them and he loves them. Batman trained them to be warriors yeah. for yeah. Gotham. And every now and then, depending on who's writing or who's like making the show, you might get a sense that he's a dad. But yeah. Splinter, there's no question. That's their dad. He Batman, just so happens to be an amazing teacher in ninjutsu. Yes. Batman trained soldiers to fight his war. Splinter trained his sons because he knew the world would not accept them. And he's like, well, at least you will be ninjas who can vanish into the night and protect yes. yourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Master Splinter yes. is a treasure. He probably should be in the rafters with Cliff Hustable now that I'm thinking about it. But <laughs> yeah. here we are. He's in the tournament. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> this is the his Hall jer- of Fame dad. <laughs> his jersey, a tattered bathrobe, basically. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You know that jersey stinks. You know that jersey <laughs> smells horrible. <laughs> he is a giant sewer-infested rat. Yes, it smells terrible. Our three seed is Dre Johnson from Blackish. Blackish is an ABC sitcom that came from 2014 to 2022, played by Anthony Anderson. And Dre was the father of Zoe, Jr., Jack, Diane, and Devante. And so I think I said that John Goodman was probably the most decorated like character and actor. He does have one big competition and that is Anthony Anderson and Dre Johnson. This man was nominated for almost all the awards out here and he won a lot of awards. It just so happens that those awards were the NAACP awards, but he won a <laughs> lot of those awards. <laughs> So, as regards to decoration, this is probably one of like, one of the biggest ones up here. The only competition is Dan Connor. What do y'all think about uh, Dre Johnson in the tournament? You know, when I first, I remember, I remember to this day, the first time I watched Blackish, I watched the first episode. I, I'm pretty sure 
it was Junior wanted a bar mitzvah because everyone he went to school with was Jewish. And I was just like, I was like, oh, man, is this just going to be like one black joke? Like black people do this. So black... And and I did not have a good feeling about Blackish, but Blackish turned into one of my favorite TV shows. But it Dre's great. I love Dre as a character. But he is petty. Terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. He's petty. <laughs> he's he's narcissistic. He's insecure. He loves his family, but he does. I, I feel like if he had more confidence, he would be a better TV dad. But his lack of confidence and his just pettiness kind of makes him suffer. Uh, but his family dynamic elevates him in that show. So I think it's kind of like a Danny Tanner situation because everyone else on that team, that's why Dre is here. Push come the shove, I think Dre is one of the best dads on this list. But given his, you know, suburb of LA lifestyle and, you know, plenty of, you know, his wife who's a neurosurgeon. If Dre was put into Julius's spot, I don't think he'd be a very good dad. I think that family dynamic would crumble and it would break immediately. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that uh, you know, men, yeah, mentioning black is blackish. I feel like I can pinpoint the exact episode when I began to like it because same didn't like it till I think I think it was episode three like the spanking episode where the devil was like oh like that's where they went so uh you know and, and obviously the thing there Dre had growth as well I think there was so much growth and I'm like mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if there's another dad on here with that much growth because a lot of them no are yeah like a lot of them like I mean they are where they are like I mean you know Uncle Phil you know he was he was a great dad to start with. You know, he had some moments. Very true. Very true. Where it was like, oh, wow, you're you're really great. But everybody else, they were pretty much who they were. But I, I yeah. Was, yeah, I think Dre is amazing for the the growth that he showed, uh, which also is a lesson that's like, you know, we I think we, we do these things. We are like, OK, you know, you grow to become a father and then you don't just grow to become a father. Though. It's like as a father, you grow even more. So, yeah. So I, I think that's pretty, pretty dope with him. Yeah, yeah. Goku grew in power levels, but can't really say he grew in capacity <laughs> as a dad. So that's a that's a real one right there. All right. The fourth seed in this bracket is Rick Grimes, is a dad from The Walking Dead. Walking Dead went on AMC from 2010 to 2022. This show was played or this character was played by Andrew Lincoln, and he was the father of Coral and Coral. Judith, Coral. potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I don't I don't actually know if he's a dad, but I'm assuming he is the dad of Judith. What do y'all think about well, Rick Grimes? He well, I'll I'll jump in. Rick, I think he says in the later episode of Michonne that he knows Judith isn't mine. He knows that that's Shane's baby. <laughs> but, oh my God. But he because... just got two points <laughs> on his <laughs> on his dad. <laughs> but scale. he loved he loved her nevertheless. I bailed out on The Walking Dead. I, I probably stayed a lot longer than I should have. I bailed out in later seasons, but it wasn't because of Rick. It wasn't because of Rick Grimes. Because his love Carl. We got the walkers, Carl. We got, and we ain't them. We ain't them. 
Man, I tell you, Rick Grimes is the, this man dragged himself out of a hospital bed during the zombie apocalypse and found his family. Found his like Lori and Carl. You know, yeah. Andrew Lincoln's trying so hard to hide that British accent. He, right. he is he is fighting to hide that for his life. <laughs> fighting for <laughs> his life, bro. <laughs> you were on this show for almost a decade and you still haven't perfected. A country accent? This man coming to the set in sweat trying to hide that accent. But <laughs> but hey man, I I love Rick, his signature Magnum gun. Uh Rick has some great moments. Everything he did, he did for his son. I love like to this day, I'm a Carl, Carl Walkers. <laughs> you know? And yes, man. and Rick is down for the swirl. Because he hooked up with Michonne, man. Come on, Rick. Rick knows a good woman when he sees one. And <laughs> nailed Rick knows gotta a love good, it. Hey, good gotta woman. love it. He knows gotta a good love woman it. when he sees one. Hooked that up should have put Michonne. him in the three seed, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yo, Rick's Rick's woman is not only Michonne. She's a Dora Milaje. Come on. <laughs> Rick grinds for the win. Let's go. <laughs> Oh no, I'm with you. Yeah, Rick. Rick is that dude. He, I mean, unstoppable. And yeah, to your point, as you said, he got got himself from a hospital. All of that during a zombie apocalypse. With there was no compass, there was no map. His <laughs> only his only guide point was the love of family, and that's what what got him to where he, uh, where he was going. And yes. Um, I mean, we we love her just the same, but yeah, Judith ain't his. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> but he cared he cared for her just like she was. Let's jump in. First, we have Splinter versus Dre Johnson. Who's the best dad? Master Splinter. Just this isn't even a competition. Like Master Splinter, Master Splinter, Master Splinter. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you there, Master Splinter. Master Splinter. Well, I'm just saying, Zoe and Junior and Jack and Diane don't know ninjutsu, um, and they're not mutants. They haven't saved New they're... York City from Shredder. Yo, they, yo, though, all those kids, you know, like, like I watched a little bit of Grownish. They went to you know college and got their education. The Turtles have saved time itself. They have. <laughs> multiverse traveled and saved existence as we know it because of Master Splinter's training. In a few, a few times. <laughs> anyway, Splinter is in. All right. Next, Ned Stark versus Rick Grimes. Who is the best dad? I'm a go- Obviously, it's bias here because of what I've seen and not, but I'm going Rick Grimes here. Again, <laughs> love guides them through zombies. You know, all of that. <laughs> Yo, I, I give it to Rick. And and the reason why I give it to Rick is because Ned, as good as a man as he is, he did not prep his children for the world they lived in. And he kept things from them that could have saved them a lot of trouble and, and, and heartache. But not Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes was going to find Coral. I'm going to find you, Carl and Lori, and get these walkers. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so I got to give it the, to Rick Grimes. 
hey, guess what, y'all? Unanimous. <laughs> Unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> For all the reasons you said and more. Guess what? Rick could actually kill The Walking Dead. <laughs> it wasn't a war. Anytime it was him versus them, he won. Mm-hmm. And most, and sometimes it was just him by himself with a gun and hope and a prayer, and he won. I cannot say the same for Westeros. <laughs> so <laughs> take that for what it is. Anyways, next we have Rick versus Splinter. Who's the best at? Is is wild. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rick. I'm gonna say Rick. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say Rick here. Uh, huge fan of The Walking Dead. Uh, even, I mean, I stayed with it. I stayed with it, and uh, and I'll be like Rick Grimes disappears for a while, but but when he, when he's there, he's he's all about all about family. He's a leader, uh, and also even with him as a dad. He he basically went through a period of he he was like the dead alpha male this and that uh, or like you know clear leader he was basically like like a dog for somebody <laughs> like in ter- I mean I said in in terms of like you know this dude this dude had him shook uh, and then he still re- uh, came back to I am the person in charge and yeah. And I guess his kids even didn't respect him. Cause I was like, that's sort of like if you ever see your dad get beat up or something, it's like, how did you sort of <laughs> but I feel like somehow he he had that ability Damn. to like <laughs> it really somehow, did happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like somehow he had that ability to be like, look, I got beat up in front of my kids and stuff, but I still somehow got the respect <laughs> that I that I needed or had. Shannon, I, I understand everything you said. I give this one to Splinter because if Splinter was in the situation that Rick was in with Negan, Splinter would be like, oh, yes, yes, Negan, we will give you half of everything. And then Splinter would talk to the turtles, not not yet, my turtles, not yet. <laughs> Soon we will make our move. And then, and then one day, without even telling them, now turtles and the <laughs> turtles would know and they would write Negan's world and it would have been ended immediately. Rick had to like come back from being a dog, from being someone's lap dog and, mm-hmm. and, and gain his son's trust. And I think Splinter just has that. If if the turtles saw Splinter taking what Rick took, they would know like, oh, our dad has something planned. All right, let's let's chill. Dad has something planned. And when he tells us it's time to move, we're going to move. So that's why I give it to Splinter. And, and I did too. And the fact of the matter is, Splinter is just a better person than Rick. <laughs> Splinter would have, like, for all the reasons you said, Mark, Splinter is just a better leader. I trust this mutant rat more than I trust Rick Grimes. All right? <laughs> just being honest. I tr- If we were in a zombie situation, i pick Splinter. Over almost yes. everybody else on this list. I'm going with the the, the five foot tall rat. <laughs> I trust him. I trust him. So Splinter's moving on. So our final four includes Bandit from Bluey. Bandit's going to be facing Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And on the other side, we have Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air versus Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First game, Bandit versus Carl Winslow. Who's the best dad? 
I'm not even going to call it the recency effect. Uh, but, you know, as I said, I just started watching Bluey, but man, Bandit, man. That's, that's what I go in, in terms of, yeah, Bandit versus Carl, I go Bandit. I, I give it to Bandit. Not, uh, and apparently, not only is Bandit a good father, the house apparently that they live in is in like a very high end neighborhood. So, not only is it a good father, Bandit has a solid job. Like someone on Reddit said that the healer house is like a million dollar house based off oh, of yeah. the neighborhood they live in. Absolutely. So not, not only is Bandit a good father, he's raking it in. I'm giving it to Bandit. Carl Carl it has that house by the skin of his teeth. It's because Harriet has her part-time job at the at the uh department store. Yep. Um, so Bandit's moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I have some hot takes about Bandit. I am going. He's going to the championship round, so I will save it for then. All right. On the other side, we have Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air versus Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Whew. All right. Who's the best dad? This is a big one, but Uncle Phil wins it for me. Uncle Phil wins it for me. He again. He seems to be mostly like the epitome of what you would want a great dad uh to be and yeah he wins it yep i give, I give it to uncle phil uncle phil has that you ever watch movies about the civil rights movement and like the dad just knows what to say and he he's like that's not what a man is son and you got you can't the uncle phil has that civil rights movie dad energy <laughs> you know he just he he, but here's the thing, here in fellas, Uncle Phil is a a Republican, right? He's a Republican. He is a conservative, <laughs> but Uncle Phil is a Republican from the Bush Clinton era, which I feel like is very different, <laughs> extremely <laughs> different, extremely <laughs> different from the Fox News Republicans of today. Uncle Phil marched with 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 civil rights leaders. <laughs> he was a black panther. Understands the, the the struggle of the black man, and that's why I got to give it to Uncle Phil because he is dropping those uh, Ernest Green story, you know, remember the Titans type of knowledge on you as you grow up. So uh, Uncle Phil is moving on to the championship game. So I'll just give just a couple words for for Splinter, and that is he raised his sons to fight against a menace in Shredder. <laughs> a true, a global menace. This man is not from New York. He came, he didn't even, his first language wasn't English. He came to New York and became the biggest crime boss <laughs> of New York City. The biggest, didn't know one look of English. And, 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 hey, and, re and recruited kids. Kids and made them ninja warriors. <laughs> they accepted being called the foot. They accepted it. They wanted to be called the foot. He is the greatest menace New York has ever seen. And if it wasn't for Splinter and his four mutant, demonic looking <laughs> turtle sons, we would all be under the thumb of this evil guy who's not from here. So fellas, shout out to you, Splinter. Fellas, we <laughs> talked about how cool that foot hideout look was oh yeah with their with their free cigarettes and, and, and video con, games and, and unlimited arcade games 
Shredder knew what he was doing, dog. He knew what he was doing. And Splinter combated that with candles and nujitsu and pizza. (laughs) Pizza. Amazing. Amazing. All right, gentlemen. Here we go. The championship game. And you know what? Some would say it was destined. We have our two highest number one seeds coming at it to see who is the Pop Call Parent 2023 best TV dad. And that is Bandit from Bluey and Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Who's the best dad? So this is this is a heavyweight fight. This is a, a high-scoring battle. Many lead changes happen here. But, you know, with a last-second three-pointer, Philip Banks. Uncle Phil wins it. <laughs> Nels, I, I, I'm going to ask... I, I'm interested in what you have to say because we, you and I both have been watching Bluey for a while. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about this. I have to give it to Uncle Phil. Let me talk about Bandit for a second. <laughs> Bandit is such a good dad that the other dads, the other families in the neighborhood buy into everything that happens in that house. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whatever game they're playing in that house, they're, they're the in. entire <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> Bandit one time, Bandit was a sheep. He literally acted like a sheep for eight minutes and everyone accepted it. They're just like, oh, Bandit's at it again. Bandit, Bluey, and Bingo at it again. <laughs> and everyone accepted it. And that is amazing. But the reason I'm giving it to Uncle Phil is Uncle Phil had to do it with Hillary, Carlton, Ashley, and Will's knucklehead self. Bluey and Bingo, while they are annoying and pestering, they are adorable little girls who are going to grow up and be great kids. Uncle Phil had a harder job. Yeah. Uncle Phil had a harder job, and he killed it. He killed it. He got Will. Look, Will was a degenerate. He was just a charming, great guy, but he was a degenerate. And he turned Will into a successful, whatever he turned out to be, uh, college graduate with a great lady and he didn't shoot nobody and he went to college. So yeah. I say all that to say by a degree of difficulty, I'm giving it to Uncle Phil. Bandit is take the coolest character from any TV show animated, realistic, whatever, uh, live action, and and make them a dad, that's what Bandit is. Bandit was cool before he had kids, I assume, and he is a very cool dad. Like you said, Nails, anything this, the healer family, whatever they're doing, people are like, oh, the healers are acting like they're rhinoceroses, then, then that's what they're, then we're all, that's what we're all doing this afternoon. We're all acting like we're. Everyone, the entire town has the accepted. Entire town comfortably. No one resisted. It's like, oh, here we go. Because they know how good of a father Bandit is, and like, and like you said, Nails, both Uncle Phil and Bandit make good money, but Bandit has two adorable children. But, and and that Bluey might be the most trouble of those two. And she's oh, yeah, still a very well-behaved child. 
Bingo is a saint of a child. <laughs> She's kind, doesn't make any trouble, doesn't make a mess. She is a saint of a child. Fellas, this was so hard of a choice for me. I almost took it down to a two-face coin flip. Because I just like I just I couldn't. I was gonna let the coin decide because I was like, man, but I give it to Uncle Phil too. Wow. And, and this, mm. this is why I give it to Uncle Phil. In a perfect world, if I could snap my fingers, Bandit is the father I want to be. If if when all push on the shove, if if I could, I would want to be Bandit Healer. I think in this world that I live, this world that we live with our children, what I do, who I am, my faults, my my shortcomings, Uncle Phil is the best I could strive to be as a human black man. And that's why I picked Uncle Phil. He is the most realistic thing I can strive to be in the world that I live in. And... That's why I pick him as the best TV dad of all time. And he has left a huge mark on so many people. Again, this man's character, we know him for being an uncle, but yet we have him as the best TV dad of all time. And that means something. He's a father to Will. He raised Will. He, he, Discipline will. He raised his own kids, loved his own kids. And this man was well into his 40s and had a had a son. Like and, and still took it with stride. He's got high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and he still took it with stride to raise Nikki. Uncle Phil is the man. Rest in peace, James Avery. You are the greatest of all time. Bandit may be the better dad, but the best dad is Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil is our 2023 TV dad bracket winner. And I just got to say this, y'all. Bandit don't got a J. Cole song dedicated to him. Not yet, but I will say this. Somebody's going to come with that Bandit fire. It's coming. And we may need to revisit this bracket. Bandit is is the Harvey Dent. He's the white knight of fatherhood. He's 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 what the standard should be, but in the in the pit nuclear holocaust potential world that we live in, Uncle Phil is what we need. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Banks, this message is brought to you by with the <laughs> Philip Banks campaign. <laughs> All these dads at their heart, they're good dads. Um. Well, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, most of them are good dads. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> uh, but man, what a shame that we like James Avery isn't isn't around. Man, like you could tell. I don't know if you guys watched the reunion show on on HBO Max, but you could tell that guy was a father to all. Uh, Will, uh, in his book, he he talks about you know moments where James Avery like schooled him. Uh, as an actor, where like Will got mad, and he said, "Hey, get it together! You are a door, Will." He's like, you know, like Jake, because he's a classically trained. Actor. He's like, "You act, act, Will," and Will act. He's like, "Now that is acting," <laughs> you know. Like, so, 
like oh he I, was an actor actor he was an mm-hmm. actor man so like r.i.p the james avery um i wish he was here to be in more stuff but like the man left a lasting impression on pop culture yeah and i'm gonna say just obviously he was amazing overall but just the scene alone the one we're all thinking of where uh where will's dad you know comes and going on a camping trip and then leaves uh that scene alone it's like you know just yeah. that is a father that well, is you don't want me man yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and if I'm not mistaken, like some of that was at least m- maybe like the hug and everything ended up being like improvised or whatnot. Like it just yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it wasn't really part of the thing. So that shows you just that that connection of this character is a great father figure, but the man behind the character, I feel this. And we made this scene even better because we acted on our like true emotions. I Like I felt this. So yeah. Yeah, man. Hey. He he got a song for a reason. I I think I said Cliff Huxable is one of my pseudo dads. Well, Uncle Phil is definitely my pseudo uncle. Uh, he definitely had a hand in raising me, and I definitely did and did not do certain things based off of what he told Will and Carl to do and not to do. And they were both some knuckleheads. So mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I definitely appreciate Uncle Phil. I I think one thing I'm the last thing I'm gonna say about Uncle Phil. A lot of these dads on this list. I would fear their punishment. I would fear the punishment of Master Splinter. I would fear the punishment of Rick Grimes, right? I would hate to disappoint Uncle Phil. I would hate to Uncle for Uncle Phil to look at me and be like, I'm so disappointed in you, son, and go upstairs and and leave me in the living room. I you know, and I think that says something about Uncle Phil. Like you want to strive for this man's approval. You know, and I think they say something about James Avery and the character. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Bandit would just turn it into a game. And it'll be fun. <laughs> and it'll be very educational. And then we move on. <laughs> Let's see if you can win my respect back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be the game. <laughs> hey, Nels, can I just, uh, uh, a last, last minute honorable mention to Lucky's dad. Lucky, Lucky. Lucky's dad <laughs> is one of the greatest dads of all time because he gets pulled into the healer's mess all the time and he's with it. He's like, okay, he I don't know what y'all tour today, but I'm, <laughs> I'm with it. Just tell me what the world would be. He is providing for his family. <laughs> and Lucky's dad consistently, consistently gets screwed over. <laughs> he, like, <laughs> it is... Terrible! They are a menace to him, and he's with it. Okay, I guess this is happening now. <laughs> the healers could show up to Lucky's dad's job acting like they're pirates, and he'd be like, "All right, we're pirates." <laughs> <laughs> How great of a dad do you have to be? Like <laughs> that man is amazing. We don't even really talk to Lucky that much. <laughs> Lucky's around every now and then, but Lucky's dad is on every episode. He is a real one, dog. He is a real one. Man. <laughs> Shout out to Bandit. Anyways. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. We have a new episode every month. You can find us on all social media at Parent. 
visit us at www.popcallparent.com email us at popcallparent at gmail.com don't forget to rate us review and subscribe and as always join the call peace peace we out